lot of us grew up with the notion that our menstrual cycle consisted only of blood, cramps, and anxiety. That we've just hyper-focused on the luteal phase and the period. And I believe society has taught us this as well. It's this thing of like, oh, she's, she's on her in her luteal phase or she's going through PMS, like she's moody or, oh, that lady's on her period. But you never hear, oh, wow, that lady's like busting it. She must be in her follicular phase. You know, you never hear the opposite. It's just the negative parts. And so we've lost touch with the cycle as a whole. And, and that's just what it is. It's a cycle. There's ebbs and flows, waxing and waning, highs and lows. And we've really We've really lost sight of that, and and I want to share with you today what the menstrual cycle is as a whole, with some of the uh, dominant hormones going on, and also why it's so vital that we as women pay attention to our cycle and pay attention to the whole cycle, not just the luteal phase, not just the period phase, but all of the phases within the cycle. So grab your water or your lemonade or your coffee or whatever it is that you need just to hang out here for a bit and tune in. And let's dive into it. Is the anxiety you get the week before your period feeling too much? Are you just wanting more calm and peace in your mind so that you can feel quote unquote normal again? If this sounds familiar, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Premenstrual Anxiety Solutions, a holistic and faith-based podcast for women with premenstrual anxiety. I'm Loren, a nurse, reflexologist, Jesus follower, mom, and PMDD warrior. My mission is to help you navigate the turbulence of premenstrual anxiety through things like understanding your cycle, grounding your identity in God, hearing stories from other women, learning nutrition hacks, and so much more, so that you can have more peace and calm in your life. So. If you're ready to get on up from under your duvet, been there, and start this journey together, I encourage you to keep listening. Let's get started. So the truth is, you could probably just go into a biology textbook and get all this information, but often biology textbooks just share the biological element of a menstrual cycle, and they share about the hormones and what's going on in your body, and that's that's great. Uh, we need to know about that as well, but there's just so much more to it than biology when you're in your menstrual cycle. There's energy and creativity and grief and just this constant cycle of life and death and and then more life and more death and things are just constantly happening. And so uh, I'm going to start with just a brief overview of what the menstrual cycle is, the whole cycle, and and then go into um, discussion about why it's important that we need to know this and why it's important as women that we need to know this and know about our bodies and what's going on with them. So let's start with the menstrual cycle. So the first fun fact that maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but the menstrual cycle actually starts when you get your period. A lot of people think it starts after your period is done, but it's actually when you get your period is day one. And so day one is when the bleeding starts and things are coming out. And I should also say just with the hormones that are involved, the big ones that you probably have heard about are estrogen and progesterone, but there's also two other hormones that are 
being secreted by the hypothalamus, which is in your brain, and that is the follicular stimulating hormone, FSH, and luteinizing hormone, LH. And so these ones are mostly the hormones that are released in order to stimulate the secretion of progesterone and estrogen. So I, I'll probably talk a little bit about them, but it's mostly going to be progesterone and estrogen. I'll say like, oh, LH or FSH is released at this time, and then that causes these other hormones to come about. So with the menstrual cycle, day one, your period, menstruation, your body has has realized that there is no no egg to be fertilized. And so basically all of the endometrial lining that was inside of your uterus that was going to be there to support the growth of a baby is just coming out. It's sloughing out. There's blood, there's tissue, and it's coming out of your body. And same with the little egg that was there. It's it's coming out too. And because there's no sperm that attached to it to create, to create a fertilized egg. So with this release of the endometrial lining or just realizing your body realizing okay there's no egg the estrogen and progesterone levels drop significantly and so because of that because there is this drop in these two hormones uh, FSH is beginning to rise suddenly because it realizes okay we got to start this process all over again so FSH starts to secrete because of that low estrogen level. And that in turn actually starts creating more estrogen. And so with larger amounts of estrogen being pumped out into your body, LH, luteinizing hormone, is also starting to increase because the, the LH is going to help grow the new, the new ova. And so we move into the follicular phase. And so just going back, the menstruation phase is usually about one to five days, but you know what? It's not textbook. Sometimes it can be longer, shorter. You know, they give this like 28 day cycle, but it can be, it can be a range and that's still healthy. Um, if it's like 50 days, that's, that's a little different. And I've definitely had cycles like that, that are a little bit harder to track, but um, there is a range. It's not like this, oh, 28 day is the perfect cycle. So just, just be aware of that, that if you're at 35 days, 26, whatever, it's, it's not the end of the world. So anyway, moving into day six to 14, roughly, we're getting into the follicular phase. And so estrogen is starting to slowly increase and FSH is increasing. Luteinizing hormone is still kind of, it's not, I wouldn't say it's rising significantly. Luteinizing hormone is more going to come right at ovulation and that's going to trigger the release of the egg from the um, follicle. So the follicular phase, like I said, estrogen is increasing. Progesterone is, has not started to increase at this time. So Moving from the follicular phase, we get to round day 14, and that is ovulation. And that is when there is a huge surge in uh, LH, the luteinizing hormone, because estrogen is at an all-time high. And so it's kind of just lots of hormones going on at this time. And so ovulation is when the uh, follicle has ruptured and 
the egg has been released and it's starting to move um, from the place <laughs> where the eggs are kept and it's moving through the fallopian tubes and it's starting to move into the uterus so but that that process takes a bit of time as well so that is ovulation like i said that's the surge of lh the estrogen has increased right before then as well and then there is a drop not crazy drop but like a drop in estrogen and lh drops as well and from there, progesterone kind of takes over. Progesterone is what is going to be the more the more dominant hormone at this time. It's increasing quite a bit because estrogen is going to help with building up that endometrial lining, again, for the implantation of a fertilized egg. So you can kind of see, it's just like, again, it's a cycle. It just keeps going through all of the, all the, all the different patterns. So progesterone is increasing and building up the endometrial lining over the next number of days so it could be over the next 14 days that's kind of like the average length of a luteal phase and so this gives time for the egg to be fertilized and if an egg is not fertilized then the process starts again the cycle ends and day one comes again and the endometrial lining is out because of the sudden drop of estrogen and progesterone so and then yeah just keep on going rinse and repeat basically so that is the menstrual cycle it's just a quick overview and um obviously there's so much more to it than that but i think sometimes it's just easier to have that that brief overview instead of a long extensive chat so that's the menstrual cycle so why is it even important why is it important to know there's so many books out there about how the menstrual cycle is the fifth vital sign for a woman so we have blood pressure we have pulse we have respirations we have temperature all of these things are indicators of how our body is doing those are the first things you do when you go into a room to assess someone like for me, working as a nurse in many different areas. So it was in medicine, labor and delivery, psychiatry, not so much psychiatry because it's more mental health and not so much medical health. But you go in, you take someone's vitals, that gives you a baseline. And while you're taking the vitals, you're obviously doing an assessment, you're listening to their lungs, you're just taking a look at them. What is the color of their skin? What's going on? with their their bowels and do they have any bowel noises like there's so much to it and it's actually quite fun because you know what is normal and what is healthy so when you start seeing the abnormal then that gives you a picture of like okay what is going on here and gives you kind of the puzzle pieces of okay there are some crackles um, in their lungs maybe Maybe there's some pneumonia. Who knows? They've got some some liquid down there. Um, maybe they don't have many bowel sounds. Okay, maybe there's an obstruction, right? Like all these things are um, give you an idea of of what to what to investigate further. So it's the same with the menstrual cycle. Menstrual cycle, like I said, kind of has a a natural amount of time 
that most women fall into. So kind of that like 20, 24, 26 to 35 day range. And, and it's the same thing going on. So menstruation, then follicular phase, then ovulation, then luteal. Oh, back to the period. So if any of those things are out of whack, or if the messages aren't being relayed for the release of FSH or LH triggering the release of estrogen or progesterone, then our hormones are going to be out of whack and it's going to come out in symptoms, physical symptoms, emotional symptoms. There's going to be a lot going on. So by knowing what is within the range of normal and healthy, we can start keeping an eye on what is going on in our cycle and how much am I bleeding? Am I bleeding? Am I ovulating? How long is my follicular phase? How long is my uh, luteal phase? And often when we are stressed, that is going to really affect our menstrual cycle because our body's kind of in this like panic mode of like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Like we don't have the capacity to support the growth of a baby. Okay, let's just prolong prolong this cycle so, um, so she can't get pregnant. <laughs> and so... Yeah, and like I've seen that in my own cycle, like when I was probably at the worst point of my life, just rock bottom, I lost my cycle for, or I didn't get my period at least, for three months. And that was really scary because it was like, okay, my body is at, it's, it's at, it's at its breaking point. Like it's just, it's done. It's, it's ready to call it quits. And so that was just a really interesting sign for me of, um, the effect of stress and anxiety and overwhelm and um, all of those things on my body. So the menstrual cycle is just such a good guide when we are in tune with it, when we're aware of what our body is doing in each phase. It gives us that idea of what we can explore next, what patterns are we seeing. And, and then once we have the understanding of what could be causing the the imbalance or the prolonged follicular phase or right like then we can we can start throwing throwing things at it of like maybe maybe we need more progesterone in our luteal phase or um, we need to be taking out some stress in our lives just to help us relax and be a bit more mindful and be aware of what our body needs so that is just purely a physical way of looking at it. But then when you look at it from like an energetic sense, I think we can be really in sync with our cycle and that's going to optimize how we show up in the world. So I'm not saying that we have to be completely 100% in sync with it so that when we're in our luteal phase, when it's that time of retreat, then we do not interact with the world. I don't think that's... Uh, I don't think that's possible, but also, um, yeah, I, I think we, we still need to be showing up despite it being hard and, and we have to rely on grace of God. And, and in those moments when we snap at people or we're irritable or the anxiety is just so thick that we aren't ourselves and we're, um, we're showing like we want to be in control that's when God's grace comes in and we have to come back to him, repent of that and realize like there's, there's lots going on in my body and in my mind 
and I got a sinful nature. <laughs> and so all those things, I got to give it back to God. And that's when, that's when, like in all elements of our life, we need to be relying on the gospel. But that's just, that's just the, the piv, the pivotal, not the, I don't know the right word I'm thinking of, but that's the peak of the gospel. That's why we have the gospel. That's why we have Jesus, because we need to be relying on the grace of God. But I'm going to go back to the follicular phase because that's when we're creative. That's when we're energetic. Normally, that's that's kind of an overstatement, a general overstatement. But because sometimes we're just getting over that period and our bodies are tired and we need to slowly move into it. But ovulation has this sense of like creativity and confidence and you're out in the world, you're, you're rocking it, you're going hard. And so as much as we focus on the premenstrual phase and the period, I say we just, we focus on the follicular phase as well and just see like, like how we can optimize it, how we can, how we can grow in ourselves and how we can have grace for ourselves when we are in the follicular phase when we're thinking wow I feel so good like what was wrong with me like in that luteal phase like why do I why am I thinking this way why am I so focused on all the all the bad why am I doubting why am I anxious and it's like you know what that's just the waxing the waning that's the ebbing and the flowing of our cycle and and that's just how God created us that some weeks are going to be better than others and when we're feeling good, praise God. Let's just, let's go hard and do the things that we want to do. Be active and out there and also just figure out how to be utilizing the habits that we're doing. So when we're feeling good, that's a great opportunity to just keep going really consistently on them so that when you get to the luteal phase, when you get to the harder times of the cycle, that's when you can say, oh, wow, I've been doing this for the last two weeks. Like, let's just keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. Knowing that the follicular phase is also going to come back. You're going to keep going through this cycle. And I think when you're aware of that, that it's a cycle, it's like, it's so easy to think. Like, I remember when I was living in Vancouver and Looking back, it's like there's one time in the month that I would just doubt everything. I would doubt the relationship I was in at the time. I would doubt, like, what am I doing here? Like, everything was in question. And then when I looked back, it was like, oh, yeah, that's my that's my luteal phase. That's my premenstrual phase. And everything is in question. I want to just quit everything. want to break up, you know, all of the things. And But then a week later, you have some more insight. And so... So just be aware that in the follicular phase, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be feeling better and you're going to, again, that's a, that's an over or generalization. So it might not be true for everybody, but you're going to be feeling better. And so figure out what is it that you can be doing mentally, spiritually, physically in that time that's going to prepare you well for that luteal phase. And I think it's going to, it's going to come with time. It doesn't happen all at once. And with the cycle, like the, the different phases come again the next month. And so there's lots of opportunity for practice if you're a woman, because the cycles just keep coming back and they, they happen for many, many years, unless you're like pregnant or postpartum, or you're getting into perimenopause or menopause. But there's just a lot of time that we as women 
spend um, menstruating, <laughs> folliculating, ovulating, all of the things, luteating. I don't want to just say menstruating because there's so much more to the cycle than just menstruation. So this has just been a quick overview. I just want you to see the value of what it looks like to be a bit more aware of your cycle. And, and I think as we go along, I'm going to share more tips on how to be more in sync with your cycle, how to be more aware of your symptoms, how to track your cycle um, in super simple ways. Like it doesn't have to be the, the fertility-minded ways of like basal body temperature and cervical mucus. Like if you're trying to get pregnant, sure, yeah, those are great resources. But there's also just simple ways to be aware of where you are in your cycle. And that's going to give you some awareness of why you're feeling what you're feeling. And uh, it just starts with a bit of an awareness of what's going on in your body. And just, just being with your body and figuring, just being curious, really. So that is the menstrual cycle. And that's why it's so cool to be in sync with it and again if you have any questions about it feel free to send me an email my email is at the bottom of the show notes or send me a message on instagram i'm at her body sings and also something else that i wanted to share is i'm going to be i'm going to be creating a facebook group for women to join who are wanting to implement all the holistic, all the faith-based, all the all the wellness, <laughs> all the stuff into their lives and and just finding a community where um you can you can feel like you can share and you can be consistent and you can have those people who are maybe in their follicular phase already who are coming on the other side and you're like, oh man, right, there's hope. Um, so I'm going to be, sh I'm going to be, bleh, bleh. I'm going to be creating that Facebook group probably in the next week. So listen in for the Thursday episode. I'm going to give you a date of when I'm going to be creating that Facebook group and there's going to be interactions. There's going to be um, a different different conversations that are started throughout the week so you can start thinking about more about like menstrual health and more about wellness and having that community to back you up and yeah and, and it's almost like this conversation through the podcast is just going to keep going so it's me talking but in a Facebook group you can ask questions you can say like hey this is what you said in this podcast what did you mean and I'm going to actually respond I'm going to answer you so and we're going to have conversations and it's going to be awesome. So that is just a little, a little blurb about the Facebook group that's coming out. Again, I'll share more on Thursday about dates and all of that, but keep it on your radar. And I'm so thankful for all of you who listen, who have told me that they're encouraged by this podcast and I... I'm excited to keep going and there's just so much there's so much to talk about and it's hard to narrow it down sometimes because it's like <gasps> I just want to talk about all the things so the other thing I wanted to say is some of the information that I talked about today about the menstrual cycle specifically is I just got it from this book and like I said you can get it from any bi biology textbook but I love this book it's called Women's Health Matters 
the influence of gender on disease and it's written by a naturopath doctor dr karen jensen she's based from vancouver british columbia in canada here and she just has some really juicy content about how um most protocol medical protocols are being based off of studies on men and not on women and so I'm going to talk more about this book because it's been really good but just wanted to share that I'll put that in the show notes as well honestly I would love to have this woman on the podcast and um, talk about some of this stuff like influence of gender and disease so anyway I think I'm going on rabbit trails but that is the book that I love and it just has quick one page blurb about the menstrual cycle that I referred back to so Yeah, so thank you again, and have a great day. Bye. (laughs) That's it for today. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you have a friend who would benefit from hearing this episode or podcast, send it their way. And if this helped or encouraged you, I would love it if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps get this golden information into the right ears and is really the best way for you to say thank you. When you leave me a review, I'll also share it right on the podcast. Lastly, please know that this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of your primary care provider. By listening, you are agreeing to the full disclaimer linked in the show notes. All right, take care, friend.